Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team welcome to future of flushing i'm vito calice not with me right now is jonathan Barron because jonathan as you all know and have heard works the game so he had to do some scoreboard stuff tonight so it's just me introducing this episode to you all now the reason we wanted to introduce you to this one was because it's an interview with jet williams Jet Williams just cracked the baseball top 100. He's in his debut at 89, which is super exciting. So we wanted to show you this interview we recorded with Jet back at spring training. Although John and I have only been releasing episodes for about a week or two now, we've been trying to do this podcast since spring training. We went, we recorded a ton of interviews, which we've mentioned. And along the way, when big things happen, we're going to drop those interviews. What better time than when Jet Williams hits number 89, makes his top 100 debut, and that day we recorded with Jet Williams, we also recorded with Mike Vassell, who's officially going to the Futures game, so it's a really exciting time for Mets prospects, but please enjoy this interview with Jet Williams, and even though it is from spring training, just think about the answers he gives us there and what he's done up to this point, and it's fun to just kind of track his progress along the way. So here it is, our interview with Jet Williams. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito. This is John. With us is Jet Williams. Jet, this isn't only your first spring training. This is actually ours. So just want to know, how's your experience so far? And how do you feel being in Port St. Lucie with the Mets? It's pretty special so far. I mean, just kind of getting my body used to everything. It's, uh, It's a long season ahead of us. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting, playing my first full season, just see how things go. So you were drafted 14th overall last year. What was that experience like, draft day, signing your contract, coming to New York, and then beginning your professional career in the FCL? Uh, I mean, it was all pretty fast. On draft day, I mean, I had no idea where I was going to go. Uh, I never talked to the Mets the whole year. It's like, that was a funny thing. Um, but, you know, like, once my, her, I heard my name called, I mean, it was pretty surreal. It's still a moment I'll probably never forget until my Major League debut, maybe. It's kind of hard to put words together to express the emotion on that day. And then signing was, I mean, that was surreal too, just meeting Pete Alonso and everything, and then just meeting Buck. 
the general manager and everything. I mean, it was all, it was all awesome. Um, just seeing all the fans kind of yelling your name and stuff, it, that was pretty cool. Just knowing that like, like, like the fans actually like you. We were actually, we were there when you came to City Field right after you signed your contract. There was a lot of fanfare. Yeah. You kind of mentioned the fans, but what was your impression of Mets fans just from that one game that you were at City Field for? I feel like if you're doing good, they'll love you. And then as long as you're not doing bad, then <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> so on draft night, uh, just a few spots away is Kevin Prada. What's it like to come up with somebody, not just from camp, but like from draft night? You mm -hmm. guys are gonna rise to the ranks together. You're gonna be alongside each other. How much have you kept in contact from day one? Uh, so he was my roommate right when I got here. Um, I didn't know him. I mean, I was happy for him. I mean, he's a, he's a good guy. I mean, I roomed with him when I was in rookie league. And then I went to Instructs. I think he got a house, but I mean, he's an amazing kid. I mean, I, I gelled with him pretty good. He's just a quiet kid, kind of like me. Um, overall, I mean, I wish him all the best and his years ahead of him too. So I'm just thankful that I get to be a part of his, his career too. Now let's talk a little bit of baseball. Uh, you had around 50 plate appearances in the FCL last year. The strikeout to walk ratio was even. The hard hit, the hard hit rate was about 14% higher than the league average. You're the complete package on the diamond. What are you focusing on this spring training to improve with your game? You know, I mean, it's a long, long season. My first 142 games. I've never played that many games. Just probably say the biggest thing is just keeping my body going. That's probably my most focus. Just day in and day out, continue my routine each and every day, do your recovery. But I mean, going into this season, I just wanna have my first good season, probably just hit the ball real hard, help my team win, and hopefully we, we can get, win another championship in St. Lucie if I'm there. Who are some of your biggest uh, influences on your game? I mean, my hitting coach, Aldre Rincones, um, Robinson Trinos, Nomar Mazzara, uh, Sean Lowe, those, those are all kind of like my mentors. Um, growing up, Coach Sean was my uh, summer coach. So just being with him, he's a special guy. And then ever since I was in seventh grade, Trinos has kind of been my mentor through it all. Let's get back to baseball, more on the field. Okay. You were not thrown out one time last year trying to steal in the FCL, seven for seven. What makes a good base runner? Obviously, mm -hmm. you've mastered the craft. What is it about your base running that makes you really good at it? You know, just jumps and timing. I mean, knowing that if you don't have a good jump, don't go. Um, I mean, my goal this year is to have at least 70 bags. I mean, I'm playing a 142 70. games. I'm playing, 70 bags. <laughs> I'm playing a 142 games, so I mean, I don't see why I can't do it. I mean, that's my biggest goal too. Just have that a goal in mind. I have a bunch more goals in mind, but uh, you know, just reading the picture. I'm um, in the dugout, focus in the dugout. I mean, a lot of people kind of come in and talk. I mean, you can learn a lot of things just looking at the pitcher in the dugout. And especially if you're about to hit, they give pitches away. I mean, they're pitchers, so. Have you always been a big goal setting guy? Mm-hmm. I have a whole goal board at my house and everything, and I brought it here. I mean, I have goals. I had a goals from right when I started high school to my senior year. It was my number one goal is to get drafted in the first round. That's my goal, and then I have goals from 2022 to 2025, and I would say, I'm not gonna tell you all, but uh, all right. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> the number one goal is to make it in the big leagues by 2025 or I'm 21. 
And now I guess 70 bags is going to be up on that go board too. Yeah. Or is it already it's up there? Yeah, it's already up there. <laughs> so there hasn't been a 70 base dealer in the majors in a long, long time. The rule changes, you had a, a brief experience with mm -hmm. them. Do you see stolen bases increasing across baseball, both minor league and major league? For sure. I mean, I feel like most of the time, I mean, they get two pickoffs per at bat. Yep. So, I mean, most of the time they, not a lot of pitchers are going to pick off usually. It's always just like kind of throw over there and get their timing back. So I feel like that's definitely beneficial for the runners. Once you get on there, I feel like you can go anytime. I mean, especially once they pick off twice, it's like it's either a balk or they have to get you out. So most likely they're never going to throw. I'd say if they throw one time, they're probably not going to throw back unless you're on second maybe. And do you feel like it's almost an advantage that you get to come up through the minor leagues while these rule changes are already in effect and you don't have to transition to them when you get to the majors? Yeah, I feel like that's that's a, I mean, pretty beneficial for us, kind of growing each level, knowing the rules. Um, I feel like, I mean, if the major leaguers are probably going to have to adjust with the pitch clock and everything, I'm sure I'm going to. I've never had a pitch clock either. Um, but for the most part, I mean, it's all just learning experience. I mean, my first year, I just want to learn everything about the game, everything about my body. I mean, I would say in four years of high school, I'll play that many games this year. So just seeing, seeing how everything goes. Now, who is a big leaguer that you would compare your game to right now? I would say if I'm in the infield, Bregman, Alex Bregman. If I'm in the outfield, Mookie Betts, the smaller frame guys. Uh, I usually just try to lean on them just because that's kind of who I look up to. I mean, they're smaller guys, so it's like if they're small, like I feel like I can do it because I'm not the biggest guy. I mean, I'd say I always get told I'm too small, so I feel like that's that's kind of brings how I play the game, chip on my shoulder and stuff. But you know, I feel like looking up to them. I hope I can be somebody that little kids and then younger generation can they can look up to me. Absolutely. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's what it's all about. A question we're going to be asking every guy we talk to while we're out here is, when you get to the big leagues, what's going to be your walk-up song? Hmm. Walk-up song. First plate appearance at City First Field. First plate appearance. If I'm at City Field, I'm walking up to uh, Empire State of Mind. All right. Okay. We're going to hold you to that. All right. So. Because it has New York in it. I thought it was perfect. Speaking of New York, mm -hmm. you got two football teams, and one shares a name with you. <laughs> so we need to know, first of all, where'd your parents come up with the name Jet? So... I guess, I don't really know if it's true. My dad tells a story all the time. It's, my dad said he was, he was thinking of just names and he was thinking of like the speakers, like right when I'm walking out, it's like Jet Williams. Like that's, that's how he got, that's what he tells us, how he got the name. Like it sound good on the speakers <laughs> and everything. So you were, so, your name was originally his own dream board. I still really don't know if that's true or not. I feel like <laughs> sometimes he could just say that to be funny. Sounds good, we'll but, go with it. Yeah, I mean, we'll put that out there. And then obviously the follow-up to that is Jets or Giants. I mean, I know you said you root for the, tell the listeners at home. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably neither. More of a Cowboys fan There it than is, anything. there it is. Uh, but I'm not 
a diehard cowboy fan. I'm not going to throw things or okay. <laughs> do stuff like that. My brothers will, so I'll leave that to them. Well, speaking of throwing, it sounds like catchers are going to have a tough time throwing you out. Jet, thanks so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Best of luck this season. Thank you.